What's up, everybody? Everyone's like, oh, Dave, you're drinking a beer on the uh, on the podcast. I know you got a Red Bull. It's not healthy. Uh, everything in moderation, guys. Live your life. Live your life. Don't have like two Red Bulls a day and get drunk every day. Live your life. Have a beer. Have chocolate. Eat fatty foods. But everything in moderation. God damn it. Going cold turkey on everything that you enjoy is just, it's not a fun way to live your life. I have a pizza slice sometimes after boxing training and it's just like, I deserve this. This is good. I don't have a full pizza. You know what I mean? But anyway, what's up everybody today? The weather is a little strange all over the world, huh? Everybody's complaining about it being cold and then it's too hot and then it's raining and yeah, summer's over. Get over it. Seasons. What are you going to do? I'm rambling now already and I'm like less than a minute in. Excellent. Um, all right. Today I'm going to touch on previous events that I have attended and I'm going to focus mainly on UFC because the other um, organizations that I have attended their fight nights are, are like very small time and not everybody would know who or what it is. So I'll just focus on the UFC events that I have attended. I was at four UFC events in my lifetime. Um, We don't get a lot of UFC events in Europe. Like, obviously, the Mecca would be Vegas. The big fights are in Vegas. It's the hub, uh, certainly, of UFC, but of fights and combat sports in general. All the big boxing events took place in Vegas. Uh, Yeah, I get the the rumble in the jungle and, and all of that, but... Generally speaking, uh, the best and biggest fights of, of modern day history have been in Vegas. Um, obviously, as well with everything that's going on in the last year and a half, um, the states that are taking the majority of the uh, events would be Texas and Florida and Vegas with no crowds, like the Apex Center and things like that. Um, but when they come to Europe, it's super special and they sell out in minutes because... You know, we in Europe watch UFC events at stupid o'clock in the morning. And when I was starting um, up until maybe 2014 or 15, I used to watch them live every single weekend they were on. And it would be super special. Um, I wouldn't go to bed and wake up, especially for the main events or anything like that. Obviously, now it's different, but... Back then, I would, uh, you know, enjoy my Saturday and do all the things you should do on a Saturday. If I was going out, I would still go out and, and come back for like the main card and stuff. But if I wasn't going out, uh, I'd have a Red Bull at midnight and watch a movie. And then the prelims would be starting around 1.30, 2 o'clock, around then. And as well, back in the day, we didn't get the luxury of what's there now. Um, you know, some... like. Back in 2008, 2009, 2010, there was like just the main card. And if some fights ended early, they would show the prelims that ended early as well. So they try and fit it all in in the, in the, main, the main block, like the pay-per-view. But then they branched out to do Facebook Live prelims. They branched out and did the early prelims that you could see through Fox or... or um, uh, who was, yeah, uh, Fox Sports used to have it. Uh, Fuel, Fuel was the other one. Fuel on Fox or something like that. And, you know, you, you'd you be 
you're pretty much nowadays spoiled for choice because you can see all the fights and pre pre-fight press conferences and you know the countdown shows it's all available ready to go right now but back in the day it was not available and you would be lucky to see any fight outside the pay-per-view or sometimes the the pre-fight press conference would not even be available now it's live streamed on youtube which is phenomenal um so back in the day so ufc 93 not the first event to come to um Europe, obviously, but UFC 93, I've touched on this on another podcast. That was my first show. That was amazing. I met the fighters uh, at the Fight Hotel, and it was really, really special and really cool. Uh, One thing I didn't actually um, mention on that podcast was the fact that uh, I bought Bruce Buffer a pint of Guinness. That was really cool for me. Sorry, my laptop just shut down. It's back. Um, Bruce Buffer ordered a pint of Guinness when we were in the fighter hotel after I'd taken pictures with everybody and um, they were getting a, a taxi or a limo to the, to the O2 arena. And Bruce left his wallet in the hotel um, bedroom. And, you know, he was really cool to me. He was standing next to me and, and what, whatever the case may be. So he's like, ah, oh, can you put that on, on my room? And I, I just said, can Sorry, Bruce, can I get this beer for you? Because, you know, you were really cool to me. We had a great conversation, took a picture with me. I just, can I buy you the, can I buy you the drink? And he said, oh man, I really appreciate that. And we, you know, we went back and forth for about two or three minutes and then he moved on. But I brought Bruce Buff for a pint of Guinness. So that was my, that was such a really cool moment for me. Thoroughly enjoyed UFC 93. Uh, so I met the fighters in the hotel. We went to the weigh-ins. Weigh-ins were really, really cool. Seeing how it all happened as we used to see it on the TV for the events in the US. Um, you know, the ring card girls were there. Bruce Buffer was there. Joe Rogan, Mike Goldberg, all the crew that we just loved were there. So that was really cool. The weigh-ins took place back to the hotel uh, chilled out, had a few beers, and then fight night. Fight night was great. I saw Rich Franklin. Be, um, he he lost to uh, Dan Henderson in the main event. Dan then went on to fight um, Michael Bisping. He did the Ultimate Fighter with Michael Bisping, and then fought him at UFC 100. But yeah, that was a great fight. Rich Franklin versus uh, Dan Henderson, back and forth. Um, Rich got hit with a. I think he got eye poked within the last two minutes or something like that, and. You know, he didn't. He just didn't do enough to win the fight. But Dan, Dan was great. Really, uh, really good fight. Good, um, good display. Great striking. Not so much wrestling used in that uh, in that exchange. You would have thought Dan would have tried to just wrestle him to the ground, but he stood with him and banged with him, and it was great. The co-main event that night was uh, Shogun Hua versus Mark Coleman. Uh, really unfortunate end um, to that fight. Uh, Shogun threw an illegal knee. And then the referee stood Mark up after he, um, you know, took time to recover. And then it was just like a TKO. Mark was already stunned from the illegal knee. So it was unfortunate to see Mark in his career uh, finish it out like that. He went down and fought Randy after that. And, you know, it was just, you kind of feel bad, you know, those guys, especially Mark Coleman in pride and everything like that. It was just seeing a guy's career just end the way it, it did it was it was quite sad to see but legend of the sport paved the way just like uh, all the others 
in pride and all the old school UFC guys. Real pleasure to see them fight. Here's the problem with watching UFC fights in the crowd live. I don't know if it's changed now because I've, I haven't been to one in quite a, a number of years, but when you watch like a snooker event on TV, yeah, I watch snooker, get over it. The crowd have earpieces that tune into the commentary and being at an event, all you hear is the people around you. Some are quiet, some are loud, some are drunk, um, but you're not hearing Mark, um, uh, Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg. You're not hearing the commentary. You're just kind of like looking at a fight from a distance. And that was one huge disadvantage that could have, I don't know if it's been fixed or not, but I would have loved to have an earpiece and just hear the, you know, the Joe Rogan, ah, like when the big shots land, you know, or just hearing things that are looking at things that you're, you're, you're missing that you would hear from the commentary, like getting out of jujitsu, like escapes, things like that. But yeah, that was that was a great event. I thoroughly enjoyed UFC 93. I came back on a high again. I'd never stepped inside a fight gym, and that inspired me to you know go get a set of boxing gloves, MMA gloves, a jiu-jitsu gi, and just get in there and start doing it. And I look back with uh, beautiful memories of UFC 93. That was my first one. Uh, second one was UFC 120 in London in the O2 Arena. That was amazing for many many reasons so it was me and three guys from the uh, from the gym the MMA clinic in Cork we went over um so the Thursday night before fight weekend Vanderlei Silva came to our gym um it wa- I everybody thought it was going to be like a, a seminar but it was just like a questions and answers he came for like a, a couple of hours took pictures with all of us and stuff um not a very big guy at all. You, you see him on TV and you just think is this block of muscle. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with how short he was. But I was still starstruck. And when I, I did the cool guy handshake, you know, the tap on the back. And I'm like, this guy, like he's not tall, but he just just tough. Even when he's not training or fighting or in fight mode, he was just strong and hard, you know. I'm going to get shit for that, but whatever. But that was really cool. Now, me and the other two guys were asking him, who have you got for the fight this weekend? And are you, I just, we, everybody just assumed that he was going. And I said, oh, you're going, we're going too. And then he reached into his assistant's bag and said, oh, you're going here, check this out. And he pulled out two pieces of paper, three pieces of paper. And he just signed our names to it. And it was a a ticket to his after show party. If you've ever been to the O2 Arena in in, in London, so there's like the arena inside with all the shops and whatever, but on the outside of the circle or the semicircle, whatever it is, uh, the shops and restaurants and bars and whatever the case may be. So one of those is a Brazilian bar. And he gave us tickets to his after show party. And we were like kids at Christmas. It was amazing. So I'm like guarding this with my life. Uh, we said goodbye. We went training that night, got prepared, and we left the plane on and we left for the plane on Saturday morning. Um, so there was a UFC fight fan expo 
and not too far from the O2 Arena. So all these fighters just came in and stood in line and, you know, there was like the meet and greets and whatever the case was. Uh, huge cues for like Frankie Edgar was there, Randy Couture was there. Uh, I didn't queue because I hate queuing and I could not stand in line like that for a picture for that amount of time and get a good kick out of it. So I decided against standing in those big queues, but not the best well-known fighters didn't have that many queues and they were in the center of the, um, the arena of the expo. And the one picture that I found when I was rooting it out this morning was uh, Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader was really, really cool. You know, you stand there, just talk to him for a couple of minutes and then move on. But it was great. It was a, a very good experience. Um, I was single at the time, so I got pictures with the, you know, the the um, the girls, like the, the, the ring girls. They were all hanging around, just taking pictures with all the guys. And it was amazing. Uh, so then come fight night, um, it was, you know, a good fight. It was a great fight night. Again, what it was missing was the uh, commentary just not having the commentary was uh, was soul destroying because you're just standing there and you know I as a fight fan you just need to hear what's going on because you could be missing things it's not like a football game where you can just see the football you know like specific jujitsu positions and escapes and things like that so that was Yoshihira Yakiyama versus Michael Bisping so that was a great fight Really thoroughly enjoyed that fight. Um, Michael Bisping striking really shunned that night. It was really, really cool. Um, the atmosphere, obviously, he's the hometown kid, so everybody had his back. Everyone was chanting and cheering like the big football games. Um, so that was pretty cool. And obviously, um, Dan Hardy fought Carlos Condit that night. And I'll just never forget when both of those left hooks landed, if you've ever seen that fight, the crowd just sunk because obviously Dan Hardy from the UK and Carlos Condit from the US, just oh, soul-destroying to see the crowd. I mean, obviously, huge Dan Hardy fan and Carlos Condit's one of the good guys of the sport. So anticlimactical, not so much, but just a, a downer when you see the hometown guy get knocked out like that. And poor Dan... He had the crowd behind him. He was fired up. He was ready to go. And he just got knocked out solid with that one. So uh, here's the funny story. And I'll try and get through it as quickly as possible. Um, we got very, very drunk that night in the UK. Um, I don't like getting drunk in places where I'm unfamiliar. Because I know how can, shit can hit the fan very quickly. And if you can't or don't have the option to run get out of there and be safe you know fighters think that or some people think fighters are just like let's go everywhere you go no you got to get out of there if shit hits the fan and I don't like getting drunk in places where I don't know so we got very very drunk and we uh, flopped on the um, Vanderlei Silva um, after party uh, turns out that it was a load of shit it turns out that it was not a not an after party at all. That it was just him going to a bar that said Brazilian bar. And he had these little tickets made up. So we walk in and it's literally just a load of Brazilian people sitting down eating food. And there's a buffet that I stole like 
horrific amounts of garlic bread. I absolutely love garlic bread. And I arrived back home. Let me, I'll jump forward and backwards on this story. I arrived back to my bedroom the next day and I opened the side pocket of my cargo pants and there must have been at least 10 pieces of garlic bread in my pants. Um, why I didn't eat it, I don't know, but I stole Nothing was paid for. Uh, I stole garlic bread and I ate from the buffet and didn't pay for a goddamn thing. That was really interesting. Um, Vanderlei came in and we were like, hey, where's your after party? I don't know. Walks over, uh, sits down. I don't know if it's his family or people he knows, but a load of people just sitting down and there's no party. It's a restaurant. So we're like, all right better get out of here. Uh, very, very difficult to get into bars around the sides of the O2 arena because everyone's drunk. Everyone's a fight fan. Nobody's dressed up. Everyone's just in runners, jeans and a fight top. So that was kind of strange. Um, I have no recollection of getting back to Ireland that weekend. I have no recollection. I know the guy I was with uh, lost his camera in the taxi. Huge, beautiful Canon camera. Um, I have absolutely no recollection of an airport, a plane, or anything. I just know. <laughs> I just know that I was against the window, and the wonderful air hostess of Aer Lingus woke me up and said, "Could you get off the plane?" <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy night, and I don't like drinking in places where I don't know for those specific reasons because anything can happen and it is very, very dangerous. But that is my UFC 120 story. I was single, um, so I didn't get in any trouble, but the guy I was with, his partner, um, fucking killed him. <laughs> I remember she picked us up from the airport to get us home. She dropped me off and I just looked at him, gave him a big hug and said, good luck. Oh, wow. Yeah, alcohol is fun. Um, I'll move on so I don't get anybody else in trouble. Uh, next UFC event that I was at was um, UFC Manchester. So I saw Melvin Gillard versus Ross Pearson. And I saw Leota Machida versus Mark Munoz. Now, the anticlimatical part of... Ross Pearson versus Melvin Gillard, two unbelievable strikers. And we were expecting fireworks. We got fireworks, but it ended with an illegal knee and the crowd were pissed. And you don't want to be in a crowd of drunk fight fans from the UK because they don't have any limits on what can happen. And as an Irish guy, you don't want to be in the wrong part of that UK crowd because sometimes... We're not all friends. We're not all part of the same team. Sometimes I'm a paddy bastard and I can accept that if I'm on their territory. But what are you going to do? I'm not saying anything happened. I'm not saying I defended myself. I'm not saying anybody's unconscious or was then. I'm just saying that I had a good time at that fight night. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, But I do have a vicious cold recollection of the knockout of Mark Munoz. Um, again, no earpiece, no, no commentary. And when, when Leota Machida threw that head kick 
we were about 50 feet away from the actual uh, point of contact. And you know when you hear like electricity, like that, 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 that snap, Mark Munoz blocked that kick. He had his hand up, but the impact was so tough that the power, energy, whatever it was, went through his hand and knocked him out. When we heard that, the whole crowd just went silent and then started clapping for Leona Machida. But that was intense. Seeing that level of knockout live and in the flesh sent chills down my spine because it was nasty. It was loud and it puts it all into perspective. Everybody wants, everybody in this game wants to tell people they're a fighter. I'm a fighter. I train MMA. I, I train kickboxing. I do this. I can keep myself safe. I'm tough. I'm fast. I'm hard. I take on these guys. All those wonderful things that make the ego grow. But when you see someone get knocked out, when you hear the point of contact, and when you think that could be me in there one day, that's a cold feeling. That is a very humbling and sobering feeling. Poor Mark Munoz came to after about a minute and they embraced and it was really nice, but that was chilling. That was nasty. That was really nasty. Um, a great fight night, very respectful guys. Andy Ogle, we, we stayed in the same, um, on the same street as Andy Ogle. We met him in the, uh, in the we actually stayed in like, um, Shout out to my guys in Freiburg, but we stayed in like a, a self-catering place, but then down the street, there was this really cool hotel that you could just walk in and get the most delicious Irish breakfast. I say Irish breakfast because it was delicious and uh, continental or UK breakfasts are um, not as delicious. And I realized that I'm upsetting a lot of people right now and I don't care. Um, so that was that one. And then a few months later, I went to see UFC fight night in... London. I saw Jimmy Manoa versus um, Alexander Gustafsson, and that was that was a very very good night of fights. The crazy thing about that night of fights was people were also cheering for Alexander, even though Jimmy Manoa is from the UK. Um, it, it like. Fighting transcends cultural boundaries. Like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Irish. I'm not necessarily a Conor McGregor fan for different reasons, but because I'm Irish doesn't mean I cheer for Conor McGregor. And people from the UK were cheering for Alexander Gustafsson because we know him. He was a, a, a legend, of the, legend of the sport at that time. And when he got when he got the the TKO or, or, or KO against Jimmy Manoa, the crowd were cheering, like it was really special to see, and like there was no arguments, there was no crowd interruptions, there was no fights in the crowd because the UK guy lost or anything like that. It was very respectful. I really enjoyed that. Um, great night of fights. Uh, we had great seats that night. That was really cool. We were way up. It's really cool being uh, like in close by the by the fence or by the divide next to the commentary and stuff, but we were way up in the nosebleeds. And the O2 Arena, the way it's set up, is you, you're not that far away, 
the higher up you go because it's like you know it's it's like a like a theater i guess so we were way up but you could see all the way down and we had um, beautiful beautiful seats see it all the noise the crowd the music between fights they don't i don't know if they don't show this on the live events anymore but seeing or hearing the, the music and you're you're pretty much in a nightclub between fights it's like really loud and pumping and the lights are pretty cool and uh, they show the previews of like all the different um fights that are coming up and then they show highlights or the 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 promos for fights in two weeks and a month or whatever the case is but really really cool so they're the four events that i've seen live i highly recommend you go to a, a ufc event um my opinion of ufc obviously has changed over the years but i'm you know there, there's good things and bad things with that organization but they do know how to put on a good show very very entertaining really thoroughly enjoy the four events that i've been to and i don't know with the right fight card i might see myself at a, a ufc event again depending on how all of this turns out over the next year so we'll see um yeah that's pretty much my ufc stories great nights of fights great to see it live only only bad thing or anything that i would change would be to have the uh, the commentary the 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 earpieces and then it would be the full package um but yeah you know you get your fight night t-shirt you get the fight card on the back it's really cool you get the memorabilia you get the you can buy the um the sign posters you can like beer is always on the go there's always the guys walking around with the beer backpacks um yeah just as i say that I absolutely have a soft spot for cotton candy or candy floss, as they call it in in my hometown. Um, you're not truly a martial artist or a tough guy until you've gone to a UFC event and gotten yourself a tub of candy floss. Oh, how beautiful was that? That was really cool. And then, <clears throat> and then get a beer. Um, that's it for me today, guys. Thank you very much for listening. What fights have you been to? Have you been to a UFC event? What has been your favorite fight that you've seen live? Have you ever had to defend yourself in a crowd of people who are from where they're, the other guy is from? Have you ever had to defend yourself, get a punch in and run away? I'm just asking questions. I'm just a guy here asking questions. Guys, don't forget to please subscribe. Hit me with your feedback. Nobody has hit the thumbs down button yet. What's the deal with that? Is everything I'm saying touching, like everything I'm saying turn into gold? Or are you just being nice? Where's the negative feedback in the comments? What don't you like about this show? Tell me. Hit me. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Make friends in the comments. Send me private messages going, Dave, what are you talking about? You're rambling too much. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to be, is it a, is it a false sense of, of, uh, of energy right now? I don't know. Maybe it's the Red Bull. I don't know. Guys, out of here. Thank you very much for listening. Appreciate it. Take care. Mm-hmm.